You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. Hey, it's Mike again with the Out Loud Bible Project podcast. Thanks for joining me here. We just started a new book last episode. We started Luke's biography of the life of Jesus. Now, Luke's focus is on Jesus being fully human. That's kind of what he decided to focus all of his stories on, the theme he wanted to bring out. And so today, we're going to see how Jesus being fully human had real physical needs and experienced his own very human trials and temptations even. So we'll see also that he was so human, so like regular looking and sounding and acting that his hometown friends couldn't see him as anything more. So let's see what that meant for him and us in Luke chapters three through five. Now, in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip tetrarch of the region of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Lysanias tetrarch of Abilene, in the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. He came into all the region around the Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for remission of sins. As it's written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make ready the way of the Lord! Make his paths straight! Every valley will be filled, every mountain and hill will be brought low. The crooked will become straight, and the rough ways smooth. All flesh will see God's salvation. He said, therefore, to the multitudes who went out to be baptized by him, You offspring of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, produce fruits worthy of repentance, and don't begin to say among yourselves, Oh, we have Abraham for our father, for I tell you that God's able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Even now, the axe also lies at the root of the tree. Every tree, therefore, that doesn't produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. The multitudes asked him, What then must we do? He answered them, He who has two coats, let him give to him who has none. He who has food, let him do likewise. Tax collectors also came to be baptized, and they said to him, Teacher, what must we do? He said to them, Collect no more than that which is appointed to you. Soldiers also asked him, saying, well, what about us? What must we do? He said to them, extort from no one by violence, neither accuse anyone wrongfully. Be content with your wages. As the people were in expectation and all men reasoned in their hearts concerning John, whether perhaps he was the Christ, John answered them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but he comes who is mightier than I the strap of whose sandals I'm not worthy to loosen. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. 
whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly cleanse his threshing floor and will gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then with many other exhortations, he preached good news to the people. But Herod the Tetrarch, being reproved by him for Herodias, his brother's wife, and for all the evil things which Herod had done, added this also to them all, that he shut up John in prison. Now, when all the people were baptized, Jesus had also been baptized and was praying. The sky was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily form like a dove on him, and a voice came out of the sky saying, You're my beloved Son, in you. I am well pleased. Jesus himself, when he began to teach, was about 30 years old, being the son, as was supposed, of Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Mathat, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by the devil, he ate nothing in those days. Afterward, when they were completed, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you're the son of God, command this stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, saying, It's written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. The devil, leading him up on the high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. The devil said to him, I'll give you all this authority and their glory, for it's been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I want. If you therefore will worship before me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, Get behind me, Satan. For it's written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and you shall serve him only. He led him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you're the son of God, cast yourself down from here. For it's written, he will put his angels in charge of you to guard you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest perhaps you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answering said to him, It's been said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. When the devil had completed every temptation, he departed from him until another time. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news spread about him throughout the surrounding area. He taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. He came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. He entered, as was his custom, into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. The book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. He opened the book and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim release to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to deliver those who are crushed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. He closed the book, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. 
The eyes of all in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began to tell them, Today, the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All testified about him and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Isn't this Joseph's son? He said to them, Well, doubtless you will tell me this parable. Physician, heal thyself. Whatever we've heard done at Capernaum, do also here in your hometown. He said, Most certainly I tell you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. But truly I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the sky was shut up three years and six months, when a great famine came over all the land. Elijah was sent to none of them except to Zarephath in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. There were many lepers in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet, yet no one of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. They were all filled with wrath in the synagogue as they heard these things. They rose up, threw him out of the city, and led him to the brow of the hill that their city was built on, that they might throw him off the cliff. But he... Passing through the middle of them, went his way. He came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee. He was teaching them on the Sabbath day, and they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. In the synagogue, there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying, What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent, come out of him. When the demon had thrown him down in the middle of them, he came out of him, having done him no harm. Amazement came on all, and they spoke together, one with another, saying, What? Is this word? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out? News about him went out into every place of the surrounding region. He rose up from the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. Simon's mother-in-law was afflicted with a great fever, and they begged him for her. He stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. Immediately she rose up and served them. When the sun was setting, all those who had any sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God! Rebuking them, he didn't allow them to speak because they knew he was the Christ. When it was day, he departed and went into an uninhabited place. And the multitudes looked for him and came to him and held on to him so that he wouldn't go away from them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of God's kingdom to the other cities also. For this reason, I've been sent. He was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. Now, while the multitudes pressed on him and heard the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He entered into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. He sat out and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered him, Master, we worked all night and took nothing, but at your word, I'll let down the net. 
When they had done this, they caught a great multitude of fish, and their net was breaking. They beckoned to their partners in the other boat that they should come and help them. They came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But Simon Peter, when he saw it, fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a, I'm a sinful man, Lord. For he was amazed, and all who were with him at the catch of fish which they had caught. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be catching people. When they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. While he was in one of the cities, there was a man full of leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, saying, Lord, Lord, if you want to, you can make me clean. He stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I want to be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him. He commanded him to tell no one, but go on your way and show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing according to what Moses commanded for a testimony to them. But the report concerning him spread much more, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. But he withdrew himself into the desert and prayed. On one of those days he was teaching, and there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every village of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. The power of the Lord was with him to heal them. Men brought a paralyzed man on a cot, and they sought to bring him in to lay before Jesus. Not finding a way to bring him in because of the multitude, they went up to the housetop and let him down through the tiles with his cot into the middle before Jesus. Seeing their faith, he said to him, Man, <laughs> your sins are forgiven you. Well, the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, well, who, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But Jesus, perceiving their thoughts, answered them, Why are you reasoning so in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you? Or to say, Arise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, arise, take up your cot, and go to your house. Immediately he rose up before them and took up that which he was laying on and departed to his house, glorifying God. Amazement took hold on all, and they glorified God. They were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. After these things, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office and said to him, follow me. He left everything and rose up and followed him. Levi made a great feast for him in his house. There was a great crowd of tax collectors and others who were reclining with them. The scribes and the Pharisees murmured against his disciples saying, why do you eat and drink with the tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them, well, Those who are healthy have no need for a physician, but those who are sick do. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. They said to him, Why do John's disciples often fast and pray, likewise also the disciples of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink? He said to them, can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom 
will be taken away from them. Then they will fast in those days. He also told a parable to them. No one puts a piece from a new garment on an old garment, or else he will tear the new, and the piece from the new will not match the old. No one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine will burst the skins, and it will be spilled, and the skins will be destroyed. But new wine must be put into fresh wine skins, and both are preserved. No man having drunk old wine immediately desires new, for he says, eh, the old is better. There's a saying that goes, familiarity breeds contempt, and it really does reflect this phenomenon we have where if something or someone is very familiar to us, we interact with them with less excitement, honor, and open-mindedness, right? Jesus' hometown, who watched him grow up, couldn't see him as anything more than the carpenter's son-turned-big-shot rabbi. So what are you very familiar with? What have you been around your whole life and never taken the time to get a new wineskin, so to speak, to collect what you can learn? Could it be the Bible? Could it be Jesus himself? That's the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Out Loud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.